Galatians 2, verse 19 through 21. You have a say amen. Amen. Will everyone please stand for the word of God? Amen. It says, For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh the Bible says I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me I said I do not frustrate the grace of God for if righteousness come by the law then Christ is dead in vain the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated this morning. Urshas, you may be seated. Thank God for your service. But this morning, just for a moment, I want to use for a topic, it's the God in me. It's the God in me. The Canon Spirituals has a song entitled Glad I've Got Jesus. The song simply says, Glad I've Got Jesus. <coughs> Down into my heart. Then it says, Glad I got a friend down in my heart. Then it says, glad I've got peace down in my heart. And at the end of every stanza, it says, glad I've got Jesus in my heart. And they go on the run and the words are, I've got Jesus, I've got Jesus. Yeah. How many of you can truly say that you've got Jesus? You see, as a child of God saying that you've got Jesus, you are stating that you realize our belief. Knowing that our belief is based on having faith and believing that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Yes. And he rose. But you realize that we lose the grace of God when we pour Jesus but don't pull the cross. You realize that the only way you can truly say you got Jesus is by believing in Jesus and knowing that you have to believe that he died on the cross. You can't take one and leave the other. For our faith is based on the combination of Jesus and the cross. That's why Jesus said to deny yourself Pick up your cross and follow me. And we must live a life based on their belief, showing some sign of God in our life. We can't say we got Jesus, but don't believe in the death and resurrection of our Savior. 
In the book of Galatians, here Paul was here defending the true gospel because they had false teachers in the land. And in this chapter, Paul is in the middle of a confrontation with some of the people in the church in Galatia. Because Paul was on a journey for God. And God had given him everything he needed to make known the truth of the gospel. Amen. Not only that, but God gave him the boldness and the power to stand against people that thought they were mighty. To proclaim to them that they were wrong about what they were living and about what they were teaching. You see, standing for Christ, sometimes you will find yourself by yourself. But when you have to stand by yourself, that is when you are in your strongest might. You see, the Judaizers believed in Jesus. But here in the text, they were trying to revert back to living according to the law. So in essence, they were downplaying Jesus' crucifixion. Teaching that the only way we will be able to stand before God is by living up to the law. There you go, brother. So Paul was writing to the Galatians to put the focus back on faith as the foundation of salvation. Paul was writing in the text in verse 19, and it says, For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I'm talking to you about it's the God in me. So Paul was a Jew, but he was converted, and he was one that tried his best to uphold the law. But he realized that he couldn't do it. Because the law only made him look worse than what he already was. The laws of Moses resulted in death. So we are at a point now to where death is not a factor because we live by God's grace and God's mercy. And in living for the law, grace wasn't given. Once you broke that law back then, death was it. But God said, look, the law is impossible to live by. And he loved us so much that he had something special for the ones that love him. So what brought us to this point? You see earlier in this chapter, Peter and the Jews were discrediting the cross. Trying to live according and revert back to the law. But they sinned by going against Jesus' redemption on the cross. So here Paul had to take a stand. He had to clear the act on the true gospel. And sometimes, my brothers and sisters, sometimes you just have to stop and clear that. Yes, yes. If something ain't going right, you just need to stop and clear that. So here Paul, he cleared the act. Paul said he died to the law. This 
was a personal agenda. He uses the words he and I in this text. So we must think personally when we think about our relationship with Christ. He didn't say the law died, which it did. But that he died to the law so that he might live for God. And you see, in our spiritual belief, when we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that is us dying to the flesh so that we may live for God. Going under the water is the cleansing of the soul. So that is our old man being washed away. Our old ways being washed away. Our old thoughts and sinful acts being washed away. So in this spiritual world we got, the first thing that you have to do is believe and turn your life over to God. Because it goes on to say in verse 20, Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but he said, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's the God in me. So Paul is saying, since he died to the law, now that he lives for God because he was crucified with Christ. I know this may be a little too deep, but we'll see. Just hang on in there. But now Paul is saying that yet he was crucified, but yet he is still alive. So what is he really trying to get the people to see? I'm glad you asked. Yes, sir. In Romans 6, 3 through 5, it says that all that were baptized into Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism. Into death in order that just as Christ raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. So what this boils down to is when Jesus died on the cross, although it happened before our birth, our sins were nailed to the cross. So when we confess with our mouth that we believe, we are acknowledging that Christ died for our sins. Stay with me now. But now, not only that, but that we give up our right to do what we want to do. We give up our right to do what we want to do. 
When we confess, when we believe, we give up our right to do what we want to do. Yeah. But what, but what, what rabbit give up my right to do, to do what I want to do? I don't know about that rabbit. Well, when we believe, when we confess with our mouth, when we get baptized, we are entering into a spiritual union. Yeah. Well, what is that? Well, some of you drink coffee. Some of y'all drink coffee? Amen. I drink coffee every now and then. And when I drink my coffee, I got to have some sugar and I got to have some cream. That French vanilla or hazelnut. But, but that creamer does something to the coffee. Yes, yes. And when cream is added to coffee, a union is formed. The blackness of the coffee and the whiteness of the cream are now integrated and made one. The coffee becomes brown because of the union that is formed. Now the coffee is not considered black coffee and white coffee. It's just a cup of coffee. When you drink it, now you have to drink the black coffee with the white cream because they have become one. And if someone were to try to separate the cream from the coffee, good luck. There will be chaos in the cup. Because once the union of the cream with the coffee has occurred, no separation is possible. And the Bible says that when we came to Jesus for our salvation, we entered into an indissolvable union with him so that what happened to Christ happened to us. So Paul is saying, look, I'm alive, you see me, but it's Christ that lives within me. I'm saying, look, you see Stafford this morning, but you don't see me, it is Christ that lives within me. It's the God in me. So when we are saved, we give up our right to do what we want to do. And we are merely vessels being used by God to do his will. It's the God in me. So when we understand the resurrection, when we understand that we are working and should be living for Christ. Our life is really Christ living his life through our body. I said when we understand the resurrection, when we understand that we are working and living for Christ, our life is really Christ living his life through our body, at the church, at your house, on your job, in your school, on the school bus, wherever you go. It should be Christ living through you. How did you act last week? Was you showing that was Christ living through you? 
Don't be cutting up now. Because we are believers. And everywhere we go, we should be showing somebody Jesus Christ. Because the union with Christ is what makes me happy. And it gives me joy to know that I'm just a servant with the power of God on the inside of me. And with Christ living in me, it helps me to have love. It helps me to have joy, to have peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It helps me. And just because Jesus died doesn't give us the right to live any kind of way. We have to be steadfast, unmovable, because 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 states, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. As believers looking around the land, I believe people forget about this verse. Because it says the old life is gone. Meaning we should still be doing the same stuff that we used to be doing. It said the old life is gone and a new life has begun. He gives us new desires for holiness. He gives us new desires to please him. He gives us new desires to make it to heaven. And it is not that we cannot sin again. We can. But we do not want to live a life of sin. The whole tenor of our life has changed. So we are yet in the flesh as a physical attribute. But we are full of the spirit of God on the inside. But this is only because of our faith in Jesus dying on the cross and his resurrection. We live by faith in Christ. Because if he had not died on the cross and rose again on the third day, nothing was going to justify us as servants of God on judgment day. And we give our life to Christ and follow Christ because of the love for us. Because he gave himself for us. But make it personal, it's so much more powerful because he loved me and he gave himself for me. I can't do nothing, Lord, but give my all to you. I love God and I'm thankful for Jesus and I praise God and I'm grateful for his Holy Spirit. Somebody's wondering, well, how does Christ live within us? It is his Holy Spirit. What keeps you on the right track? It is his Holy Spirit. That's why we must be thankful. So Paul went on to finish in verse 1 second that I do not frustrate 
the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. You see, today we preach and teach to show people that you are nothing without Jesus Christ. Young people, old people, seasoned people, we are nothing without Jesus Christ. You can have all the friends you want. You can have all the followers you want. We are nothing without Jesus Christ. For if we live this life as if we don't need Jesus, we frustrate God. We stop the action of the Holy Spirit from working on the inside of us. Because we fail to believe in God's only begotten Son and His death and the resurrection. I would be discrediting God's grace if I told you that you can't get to heaven without Jesus. Paul said, frustrate. He died in vain. But we need Jesus in order to make it in. So I'm here to let you know that the death of Christ should mean something to you. It should make you want to live better. Because it's the God in me. It should make you want to talk better. Because it's the God in me. It should make us want to love, to walk, to pray better. Why? Because it is Jesus living his life through us. Because the only way we're going to get to heaven is by believing that Jesus shed his blood for us. And the blood that Jesus shed was real. The blood that Jesus shed was love. The blood that Jesus shed was forgiveness. The blood that Jesus shed was God's grace. The blood that Jesus shed was God's mercy. And they hung him high on that cross for all of our sins. And the Bible says he died. But early Sunday morning, Jesus got up with all power in his hands. So the way that you love is to show that Jesus lives through you. The way that you talk is to show that Jesus lives through you. The way that you live is to show that Jesus lives through you. Why? Because it's the God in me. And this is spiritual, relational. We're just mere flesh. And if we allow God to lead us and allow, allow God to guide us, we'll be just like Sammy. <laughs> In the Sunday school lesson, willing to do the will of God. And it's not always going to be easy. But when you remember that it's Christ that is living, through you. It is easier for you to do his will. So whoever you are this morning, I want you to release yourself. Allow God to live through you. 
Release yourself. 